Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. I'm uh, pleased to be back with Craig Appleby, who's making a funny face, (laughs) Dion Finacario and John Dutton. Welcome back, guys. Hey, boys. Some big weeks by everyone. Yeah, Yeah. things are rolling, literally. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Yeah, and and a fair bit of progress on all the moving parts, uh, all the technical aspects to the event. Um, I'll I'll kick off uh, just by talking about what we've organised this week, and I'm pretty pleased to say that uh, we had a lot of um, responses in terms of officials reaching out and, uh, yeah, actually organised a track referee for the event, Sarah Davis, um, and then her husband, Patrick, is going to help out as well with, with um, timing. And then Sarah's friend, Carolyn and uh, Stuart, uh, are also official uh, referees and officials. Um, So they're going to help out on the event. So we've got four officials and maybe five um, because uh, Josh uh, from Bendigo might might be coming down, um, who Sarah is mentoring to become a level two official as well. So, yeah, really, really good developments there because that was probably one of the main aspects that I was a bit worried, especially with uh, Shield, Athletics Victoria Shield competition starting on the same day that we've organized our event um so yeah that that moving part was really good um to get organized and locked in and uh i've had two phone calls uh with sarah and she certainly knows her stuff and she's been talking through all the aspects that we have to make sure uh uh get get in place so that this um race is an official attempt on the australian 50k record um uh, so one of the m- moving parts this week is actually we're going to have to change the race start to 6.30 because all, all four officials will be helping out later later that day. And, and might I, I must say that they're all volunteers, so not many people know that, but all these officials that help out at Athletics Victoria events are all volunteers. They don't get paid a cent. And so they're all going um, after our event to help out that day um, at nine o'clock at to or it'll be a bit later than that to other venues, uh, uh, yeah, to help out and just make these athletics events take place. Uh, so, yeah, um, so we're going to have to move the event a little bit forward, and then uh, the other part, um, or oh, there's a few few other aspects um, that we chatted about. Um, but the other aspect was we're still trying to work out whether tomato timing um, is going to come on board and we're still waiting for a few email a, a bit of email correspondence with um, athletics Victoria um, and a bit of toing and froing for that um, 
Uh, Dion, do you want to go on um, and chat about uh, your correspondence with Aura and Karen from Aura and uh, what, what you learned uh, this week as well? Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think because we've got uh, communications with different governing bodies, there's definitely been some uh, difference of um, recommendations or um, things like that. So, yeah, uh, you know, we've been told that, you know, electronic timing is um, going to be enough, but, you know, for the, for the sake of being uh, safe, it, uh, we'll go for the, the timekeepers that are volunteering, um, which we really appreciate their help. Um, but, yeah, we still need the race chief judge. And um, and then we'll we'll probably continue to still have a recording of us crossing each lap at the start finish line. So um, yeah, that, that will be for there. Um, and then yeah, still having the gold label, everything like that. But um, yeah, everything else like like what you've said, um, we're pretty much on point. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think that um, there's too much else to report on here but yeah the race starting at 6 30 um a little bit earlier i think that's probably a good thing anyway so considering that we're kind of you know two days out from summer by the race day it'll it'll be helpful that we have an extra bit of uh you know the sun won't have risen as much so yeah I, i'm i'm happy with how everything kind of corresponded with all the moving parts what about that uh link to the shoes and uh Oh, yeah. uh, link to the shoes. Yeah. Um, so, literally, like, you know, an hour ago. Um, but yeah, the there is a shoe list um, that has been provided by the um, IAU Ultra Marathon World Athletics, um, which it has a list of shoes that have been recognised as being acceptable for either, you know track races, jumping throws, walking, and road races. So we have a list of shoes that we can wear for each particular event. And the shoes that we can for road events, we can also wear for the events on track. So um, from the list that's on here, there's actually no um, uh, Hopper shoes and there's no Brooks shoes. So John and I have got to fill out a little form. Um, I don't think it's too complicated, but it's like a... Um, uh, the, the, it's like a shoe declaration form which um, we just fill out and send send through um, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem but yeah, uh, I guess for you guys it's uh, the Nike Next Percent and, and all the like the Alpha Flyers and stuff, they're all on the list um, yeah there's actually you know, quite a few shoes on here but there's not a huge selection of brands it's just like a couple of brands and quite lots of shoes Um uh, the, the thing about it is that the shoe company submits their report to the World Athletics and the IAU. So it's not just they take a shoe and give it approval. The company has to send it through to the World Athletics. So the shoes, the companies that have sent the shoe through that have been approved have got lots of shoes on the list and the companies that haven't just have no shoes. That's it's pretty good news. Um... Like I think once you send that through, it it, sh- it should be um, should just be a tick, shouldn't it? I think so. I mean, there's just only a couple of things 
to really put onto the onto the link and it's you know it's just like a little form that's got you know the event that we're doing um our name uh shoe company the model of the shoe the shoe size and if we've got any specific kind of orthotics or modifications to the shoe um, but otherwise we just have to acknowledge that it's been approved by our, the shoe manufacturer and just state and sign it so um yeah i don't think there's nothing that needs to happen on the part of the shoe company we just need to submit this form and yeah just get that done before the race yep yeah nice and then on on um just talking about the officials again so sarah she'll be our track referee uh patrick her husband will be uh uh i th- i think he'll hold a manual clock um so as backup to tomato tomato chip timing hopefully um and so he'll call out the lap splits and then we're going to need uh three lap counters um which we were just talking off air before will probably be one of the me- most mentally draining jobs out there um and i'm we're ho- ho- hoping um we can um just get some good friends that don't mind doing a few shifts um and recording each lap uh and then uh uh Stuart um uh and his wife um will also be helping out so uh Stuart's wife Carolyn will be um uh probably the starter um and then uh yes Stuart will also be there um yeah t- to cover any other role that we need um on the day so uh, I think it's also important to note that Tomato timing are all all good to go. Um, they're going to bring a a clock for the start finish, set up the timing, and for us to have like a wristband or an ankle kind of bracelet thing, which we can put on wherever we prefer. And then you know, as we do our laps, um, they can compile all the information and data of our laps either remotely out of the car park, for example, or on site, which they're happy to do on site as well. So. Um, yeah, that's all kind of good for tomato timing to jump on board, which have been really generous in, uh, you know, providing everything with not heaps of notice and then also willing to, to come early on a Sunday morning to help us out with, with, uh, our, our race. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant, Dion. Um, yeah, um, that's probably everything that I think everyone probably should be up to date with. Uh, can you think of anything else, boys? Or um, potentially, it's looking more likely we might have some people there, some spectators as well. With, with uh, our current COVID restriction easing uh, goes to plan. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what date was that, Johnny? Uh, so the next round of that is. Uh, one second. It's saying the midnight on the twenty-second November. Uh, large sporting venues, limit of 25% capacity, and outdoor physical recreation, limit of 500 people, groups of 50. So either one of those, if it applies to us, um, it's hopeful at least that we'll have people there. Yeah, yeah. hopefully we can have yeah. the runners chats boys um, MCing and, and then the sports beers just um, floating about at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, what 
while we're touching on it, um, the Run and Chat boys, I want to give them a bit of a shout-out. I've been listening to their podcast, uh, Pete James and Nate Fenton, and weekly they've been pumping up our little event we've got going, and as developments change, they've been um, informing their listeners what's happening and, yeah, trying to build a bit of a buzz around their listeners too, so good on those guys. Yeah, that's unreal. Uh, I must admit, I did catch up on a couple of the episodes as well, and yeah, they've been doing a really great job. And you know, John and I, you know, we've we've been on the show before with them, and you know, they do, do a great job. And I, I think that they really do high, you know, shine a light on you know a lot of like the runners of, of Melbourne that you know are kind of unsung. So you know, they're doing a great job, and um, yeah, I, I've um, I've enjoyed getting back up to speed with what they're getting up to and that they've revived themselves as well, you know, after retiring early. Yeah, <laughs> they, they uh, love their running, most importantly, So, and that definitely comes through when they do their podcast. And they're, they're up to 100 episodes, aren't they? So uh, This coming week, I think it's 100 episodes, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be loose. The ton. <laughs> nice. Apples, um, I'm really keen to hear about your week. I think it was a bit of a bit of a, a good week moving forward. Um, yes, after when I saw your long run today, I was I was wrapped. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I um, as I said last week, the the progression was was in my favour, and um, yeah, got off the I guess got off the bike a little bit more this week, um, and also probably more importantly. Mostly, I think every run and ride was, you know, starting at 6 a.m. or 6.30 this week. So it was a, a full week for me of early rises, which is um, pretty rare, especially with COVID uh, and being at home. So I'm really happy with it. I'm a little bit run down at the moment. So um, that's probably just, yeah, needing a few good nights sleep and I'll be back to it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cup day, that was a big one. Um, big ride, yeah, big ride, big ride. So Monday, yeah, Monday. Wow, that was um, got up and was real, really busy, just at home doing all the just house stuff and um, with Lockie and Patty and doing all these things. Anyway, got out for a run at quarter past six, and I was trashed. I was like, I had to walk my um the 1k which is pretty much uphill to get to the forest because i was i was just cooked i'm like wow this is uh this is not good so part of it was probably from the late night the day before last sunday when we uh recorded last week um and then probably not getting enough sleep but anyway 7ks at a five minute pace 35 minutes sunday uh, saturday no what was that Monday, sorry. Uh, then into Tuesday. Oh, boy. It's been a big weekend, too. Tuesday, we, uh, as I said, it was going to be my last big ride with um, uh, Bowie for a while, anyway, until after the race. And because it was beautiful weather and day off, we got out at 6 a.m. and hit Mount Dandenong three times, which was awesome. Um, I haven't seen that many cyclists in my life except for on TV, so that was it's pretty chaotic um, and a huge contrast to what we have riding up around home where we see like a couple of cars and that's it. So 
anyway, 100, 101Ks, 2,000 metres of climbing in like four hours and 20 minutes. So Jeez. big. Yeah. Felt good though. Just probably um, didn't take enough food. So I was getting a little bit tired. Anyway, later that, I don't know, at lunchtime, went for a 10K run. And and it was one of those weird days. It was uh, kind of like today, did the bike ride, straight into washing Bianca's car, and then shoes on, out for a run. And I hit like 4.15s for that run. And I was, it was like polar opposites from the day before. Um, I was flying that that run, which was awesome. Uh, anyway, so that was Tuesday, big day. Wednesday, 15K after work. Um, so that was obviously a later run, 15K, 4.28. Thursday, first real session back I've got here. Um, went out for 75 minutes and did seven by two minutes on, one minute jog. And look, took a bit to get going. Um, kind of like a rusty joint kind of feel. Uh, not that I've got the rusty joint feel, but you know, that kind of analogy there. And when I was getting up to pace, um, yeah, my, my stabilizers were still firing some, I guess, some, some pain receptors or whatever in there and just going, Hey, watch it. Um, but after about three or four, it started to come, come, come good. And session got quicker as I started to become a bit more free in that area. Um, anyway, got home off to work. Then after work, had a myo session, um, which was great to get back with uh, Shannon. And she just smashed the hammies and the glutes and uh, big night's sleep. Then what are we? Friday, 6K run in the morning. Felt pretty good, half an hour. And then afternoon, eight and a bit K home. Uh, felt even better. That was probably the first run where I didn't feel any niggles throughout the entire run or for the majority of the run. And that was like, all right. She's hit the spot, you know, finally was able to get some work in the right spot there. And, did did um, Shannon do some dry needling or? No, no, not for the, not for this one. She, um, she just wanted to get a feel for it first. And then I've got another session this Friday coming. So if we need to, we'll needle then, but it seems like it's on the right path. Um, anyway, that was, yeah. What's that? A 14, yeah, 14 and a bit K day. I wanted to try and just keep keep around the 15k mark to um each day just to try and get up over the 105 so that way i've been building probably 15 to 20 k's each week um which is i think a, a nice sensible approach for me saturday another early one two hours on the bike and then straight into we did a bit of a triathlon transition style except it was a very slow transition but um yeah two hours on the bike into a 13k very easy run um and yeah, felt good on that one. Except it was that weird, I don't know, I underestimated the temperature and it was just cold all morning on the ride. As soon as we got home, sun's out, beautiful. It's nice, hot and, and sunny for the run. So that was cool. Um, yeah, everything's ticking along well and recovering all right. And so wanted to do 30Ks this morning and I wanted to do a flat and I wanted to try and, um, probably go easier to start with and then pick up at the end. Uh, anyway, John messaged me seeing if I was running last night and told him what I was doing. And he's like, yeah, I'm going there too. So we met at 6.30 and the plan was to, John was gonna do a killer session. Um, 
which would have killed him. So glad he didn't. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what was it? So we were going to run the warm up together, which we did anyway. And the warm up turned to be about 32 Ks. So um, we we just kept a steady, steady tempo or steady pace really around the four minute K mark and ran 32 Ks, which was awesome. The, the hip or the glute was a little niggly to start, but after like half an hour, once we turned around too, um, it was uphill for the first 10K, gradually uphill, and then we turned around and it was really good. And the only thing that was probably letting me down was feeling a little bit flat and um, and my quads, you know, just getting that, that battle hardness in the quads back. So that was there. But given what I did for the rest of the day, um, I'm really happy with how they're feeling and how they've recovered. So that was a huge, um, huge boost. Heart rate was pretty, pretty good. Um, throughout averaging 137 so to do what I've done over the last couple of weeks or last six weeks now really um, and then to do that today and feel good now I'm, I'm really really happy so that's where I'm at 100 just under 109 k's for the week and 148 for the bike ride so good times that's awesome really good really Thank really you. good it was Apple's 14 hours of training this week that's Really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, eight good. hours running, six hours on the bike. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny that six hours on the bike and that was only two bike rides. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I must admit, once you, as I was saying to um, my mate Jason Bucock, once you get, as with running, once you go beyond what you see or feel as a normal long distance, everything else just feels easy like we did we did a two-hour ride yesterday yesterday morning as i said and, and that was just it was like going out for a half hour run kind of thing <laughs> you're just like oh two hours is up oh okay cool um just the psychological approach and when you're when your body adapts to things like that it, it's amazing what you can then achieve and what you can actually push yourself not that we're pushing ourselves but what you can actually get your body to do so i'm kind of using that same philosophy for the next three weeks see what we can do <laughs> maybe a little bit more sensible seeing as though running does not um play kind at all <laughs> how did you feel you said you you felt you didn't take enough food for that uh, cup day ride how did you feel during the run because you said you had a short turnaround after the run after the ride um yeah yeah that was so i got back i had breakfast look i wasn't um i wasn't bonking as uh, as the term is on the bike um i was just getting probably a bit tired like i had a slice of toast a muesli bar and a banana for that whole five hours you still ran 4.15s to your run which is impressive off the bike yeah nothing like a good bowl of mixed cereal mate just every type of we got about 10 different cereals on top of our fridge and it's just like everything goes in the bowl a bit of honey on top the anchor's looking at me going like, what are you talking about? We've only got eight cereals, Craig. <laughs> ten, ten in my head. Ten in my head. Oh. Um, yeah, so no, it was good. I think the key was I didn't stop. Um, and I didn't stop and have that full-on body goes into recovery mode. Um, I just kept moving. Like, I was washing the car, so it wasn't like I was doing overly strenuous work, but just keeping moving has definitely helped. And did that today 
Whereas as soon as I sit down on the couch, I'm going to probably fall asleep. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really stoked with the, the glute. Like all today after the run, I thought, geez, I'm going to be pretty stiff. But no, my knee, my left knee from back in April, that's the thing that's giving me grief at the moment. So, um, yeah, and that's only giving me grief after the run, not during the run. So you're moving well, like I said this morning, you're moving well from the start. You look like you're bouncing a bit more than what you have been. Yeah, a couple of sports beers last night and a, <laughs> on the uh, way. And some hot chips and, mate, I was flying. <laughs> Tooting my way along the, uh, the trail. <laughs> 32Ks today, Apples. Like, that's got to give you confidence for the next few weeks. Like, like you said, with your four-hour bike ride, kind of the same thing, but from a running point of view, like now that you yeah, feel absolutely. like you can pull up all right from a 32K run, that's you're probably going to have more confidence to do a session or, or a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that um, that's the thing. Like I know health-wise I've just got to recover a bit more and really soak up recovery the next two days. And then the plan from here on in is, is to do two sessions a week. So I'll do like a Wednesday, Sunday, and then um, – yeah, probably Wednesday, Sunday for two more weeks. Oh, we'll see. Anyway, it's like two sessions a week and just to try and get used to um, some faster, flatter running around that marathon pace effort. But, um, yeah, look, I'm not – any any listener would know what I've been doing and, and where we're at three weeks out that it's, it's not a sensible move to be racing 50Ks for me. So um, what I do on the day, though, helping you guys out will, will still be a hard enough effort. So, How far do you reckon you're going to be able to go? Uh, well, I said to JD this morning when I, when I was feeling, feeling after my gel, when I was feeling pretty good, I'll go a K for how old I am. So given, <laughs> given, given it's my birthday on the race day, I'll, uh, it's probably 45 Ks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 36 <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, look, I'm realistically, I'm, I'm, if I can get you to 30k on on track, I'll be really happy. Because um, then the beers will be pretty cold by then too. So um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right. No, good priorities. On, yeah, yeah, that's right. On that, do we have you guys heard anything from Clint or Liam uh, or anyone else about pacing or? Yeah, I've confirmed with Liam. Oh, it would have been about a week ago. So that's twice that I just you know, checked in with him that he's still keen and still like his schedule still aligns and yeah, he um he was still keen. So hopefully we can have yeah, Liam Liam out there as well. Um He's a smoky. Yeah. Smoky, yeah. You sure he's sure he's um not just taking my position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just looking at your faces right now, it's like oh. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Give him an entry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Any winners on Melbourne Cup Day? Uh, no. No. Uh, I think, oh, there, Cup Day. Oh, that was awesome. So caught up with friends after the massive morning and just had a few beers and food. And I was, like, literally just sitting down. I could not, I could not be bothered moving a muscle. It was great. Except for having a drink and eating some food and... Having another sports beer, so. Um, <laughs> how good is how good is that feeling? Like that satisfied? Oh, I've already done my work today. 
Or, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like I've gone more than what I did for about a month in lockdown. So, <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of feeling. Um, JD, how was your week? Oh, I like this week. This is good. Um, I reckon um, last week... Um, uh, like as soon as you uh, stepped off the podcast, you you sort of um, made it a mission to have a good week. Yeah, and <laughs> I think yeah, I think it flowed through that weekend last weekend that I got away with that eighty four k in two days, and I'm like, yep, um, that's going to help. Let's sort of try and build on it a bit. So, um, I still I was sensible after that. I I took Monday off, which has been pretty frequent in my training. Um, Tuesday, so I had Tuesday off work and I did a session, I, I think I spoke about it last uh, week's podcast, the Charlie Spedding interval session. So I did that and that was, so it's intervals of five minutes, one minute and two minute intervals with five minutes steady between. Um, so my steady pace was 345s to four minute of K pace. So I was never actually dropping to a sort of recovery speed. And I did four sets of that. So we warm up and cool down, which was again at 345s to four minutes. It was 32.5K in two hours, which is 341s. Um, and I really like that session because it's, um, I've got some notes. So th these notes are taken from this guy Charlie Spedding's diary that he initially wrote and he wrote very tiring I had to lie down for two hours afterwards and <laughs> he says this session teaches total concentration pace judgment and the essential ability to surge and surge again on demand as you get more tired I used different periods of effort so I could go with someone else's surge in a race when I didn't know how long the surgery was going to last. This is not a session to get you fit. You have to be fit to contemplate it. It is a session which I believe changed you from a marathon runner to a marathon racer. So I like throwing that in. I, I last did it before Melbourne Marathon four years ago because I thought it was going to be windy, which as Dane knows, Dane raced that day was horribly windy. And you, and you had an amazing run that day. Um... You went out by yourself into the wind and ran 40 Ks <laughs> yeah, and, and by yourself. I had the confidence from sessions like this that I could vary my pace depending on if I was going into a headwind or with a tailwind. I, could, I didn't have to run a time trial essentially. Um, so I thought it would be useful throwing it in now because we don't know what conditions on the track are going to be like. So... So, um, yeah, I was pretty pumped with that session and but, uh, got straight in the car, drove out to Doncaster to see my osteo, Steve Deneen, and he said, well, you don't need to train this afternoon. You've done your session, so I'm going to smash you. So I got dry needling in both calves, both glutes, and got my back all realigned. So I pretty much hobbled out of there, and that was it for training for the day. So... Um, comes to Wednesday, I just did one um, easy 6K before work and the first couple hundred metres I thought, oh, it's not a great idea. The legs just weren't working. They were still pretty beaten up from the treatment. So 
yeah, got six k out and called it that, called it a day at that. So um, Thursday, I remember Dion's been working out around the Knox area, so I contacted him for a run and met up after work. I said we'll meet at the BP on on the East Link and. <laughs> I got there early, so I just sat in the car waiting, and he sent me a photo, and I said, he goes, I'm here, I'm parked at the KFC, and I zoomed in and informed him that he was on the wrong side of the freeway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had to get back in his car and and get back on the freeway and get off the freeway <laughs> and come around, so... Were you guys waving to each other from the other side of the <laughs> freeway? Pretty much, yeah. And um, so we, it was funny, we started that run and I'm like, I, I felt like my, my singlet was rubbing or something was biting me and I'm like, nah, it's nothing. And then in the end, when I finished my run, I had a look and something had bit me eight times through my singlet. So I don't know if I had a small spider or something that was along for the ride there, but it didn't slow us down. We, we ran 22.3K at 413s and... So what have we got? So that was Thursday night after work, and I planned another session for Friday, which um, another interval session. So I was speaking to to Mona the other day, and he, I was sending my long run I did last weekend, and he was like, "Well, that's great and all, but it's no good being able to run a, a, that pace for three hours if you can't run three twenties for half an hour." So um, I'm, the next few weeks, I'm trying to work on the speed a little bit without losing too much endurance. So, yeah, nice. I, I was wondering that actually when I've been looking at your training, and um, mm. that, I think that's great, great, great idea. Because yeah, one thing I, I, I know I'm strong and I know I've gotten fit, but I just don't have that turnover because I I haven't been looking for it. So fingers crossed that starts coming through. But I ended up doing. So I did 3K warm-up at 4.08, so I think I was a bit keen for the session. That's a bit fast for a warm-up, but I ended up doing uh, – it's Kenyan Fartlek. It's 20 times two minutes on, one minute off. So that was an hour, and I did 17.4K at 3.27s for the hour. Um, which it was it was quite tricky out there. Was the, weather, the wind was – seemed to be – circling around so i thought on the way back we get a nice tailwind and it ended up being a headwind on the way back as well so um yeah a bit tricky but i'm really happy with that session happy with the pace uh, the reps were um between say 310s 320s so i was pretty happy with that um and then 2.7k cool down at 431s and that was it for friday and so yesterday, yesterday was quite cold, but by the time I got out, it was the sun was out, so I was pretty happy with that. I ran from home in Gembrook to Emerald and back, and sort of forgot how how much hill climbing uh, to get from Cockatoo out to Emerald. So it was 28.2k at 418s with 500 metres of climbing, and I was going to get out for an easy run last night, but just I thought better of it because I had another session planned today. Um, so as Apple said, we organised to catch up. He was going to run 4K with me until I started my session. So I planned 
4K warm-up into 16 times 1K on, 1K off, and then 4K cool-down. And it was apparent pretty early on that that would have been a bad idea because there's only a day and a half between sessions. And it would have been the first time in a long time I've done three sessions in a week. So, so we just kept rolling along and um, I never actually pressed the lap button to start the session. So in the end, we went 10K out and back to the start and then went out the other direction for another 6K out and back and Apple stopped at 32. And I tried to kick it down a little bit at 32, but... Um, I got a couple of K at sort of three forties and again, I thought better of it. I thought oh, I'll just save it for another day and ended up running 40 K three fifty sevens. Um, so yeah, pretty solid run, but we got to, I would have been maybe 14 K into the run apples. We apples saw a family of ducks and thought that was quite cool. Yeah, and little ducklings looking yeah, cute. I left couple yeah. of nice looking parents they had, like protective parents. And then one of them decided to turn and come at me. And I thought, oh, that's right. That's happened before. They just sort of stretch their neck out, open their mouth and come at you, no problem. This one decided to take flight and really have a go at me. And as we're as I'm frantically trying to get away, I, both wings have hit my arms and had a go at trying to, trying to bite me. And Apple's is... Rolling around in laughter, weren't you apples? Oh, it's hilarious. It was, um, that's <laughs> why I let you go through the yeah, I let you go through the gates all the time first. So anything like that happens, I can just watch it. But no, you um, yeah, it was hilarious. Like this thing, the the duck took off. It literally tried to be a backpack for a while. And <laughs> it was. What was it? it was on his back, on Johnny's yeah. back. Yeah, yeah it, it really was, was. It was hovering, like obviously we were still running, so it was um, in in that flight hover kind of mode, just trying to attack him. But um, yeah, it was a classic moment, and we're like, wow. I can add that to the list of animals that have tried to attack me over the years now. So it's a pretty big list. <laughs> yeah, definitely needed that on um, on video though. For oh, oh. Yeah, it's um, no, I won't forget that in a hurry. Never yeah. heard John squeal so loud. <laughs> I, I was very calm, and then I go, Oh, yeah, that's a 348k split. <laughs> so was, that was our fastest split for the morning that far. Um, but then, yeah, so I was happy with that. I wasn't, I was tired in the legs, but I didn't push it, and still, it was a good run, and it went by pretty quick, I thought. So um, it's good having company out there. It's it's um, what we've found. It's it's a little harder to run out there because it is flat and it is you do have long stretches of just looking out ahead, um, and obviously it's gravel surface, so it's you do work for it uh, for your long run. So yeah, happy with that. So ended up getting home and quick change, put the boys in the car, and then went out to see my parents and my nan today so that was a big morning so um but straight away i was into fueling for what was a a double run plan so i ended up running this afternoon i ran another 14k this afternoon and it felt pretty good actually i'm surprised it was 14k at 428s and probably one of my easier runs for the week and 
So yeah, 54k day. And what did I have for the week? It was 166.3k for the week. And I, I feel I've left some in the tank this week as well. I, I didn't, I could have done more. So I've got a rest day in there and one day at 6k and I've still run 166. So far out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really, really happy with that. So you're also up like three and a, almost three, three hours, 15 from last week of running. Yeah. Extra 40, 45Ks. So that's so, a solid, solid jump, isn't it? And, and most of that come from Monday to Friday. So remember last week I ran 27K for the first five days, I think it was. So it was, it was still a big weekend, but, um, but yeah, I, I haven't felt like that for a week for a long time. So that's my biggest week in since April 2019 so I'm pretty pumped to feel feel as good as I did tonight so after a big day yeah that's that's an epic week Johnny um I was, I was pretty impressed by um that Kenyan fartlek um like th- that's a solid pace to average for a fartlek for an hour 327s and it's a funny session because you do intervals long enough it moves away from being a speed session into a speed endurance session. So I feel like I've I've covered off a couple of bases by doing a session like that. And the same with Tuesday. Like that's a tough session, even though it's it's only thirty two minutes of hard running. But for four sets of that, it was over an hour and a half. And I'm never going slower than four minute K. So that sort of wears you down the back end as well. So yeah, the there's a lot in there I'm happy with, and today was the only double run I did as well. So, so yeah, there's plenty of room in there that I haven't. I've just stayed away from that edge a little bit, which is I'm happy about. How, uh, JD? How did you find the track, the trail um, for your Kenyan fartlek? Um, is it what what track we on the Dandy oh, Creek yeah, Trail? So even though it, it doesn't matter now, at the time it was out of my radius. And um, I was on the way home from work, and I, I, I had to do it um, just because the surface was uh, bike paths instead of gravel. So, because I, I feel I'm not getting a, a proper gauge of fitness by training on the gravel surfaces all the time because I'm, I'm, my pace isn't quite where it is. Um, so yeah, I just ran along bike paths and wasn't totally flat the whole way. A couple of undulations which I seem to hit the hard reps going uphill all the time so um so yeah a lot better surface to get the race shoes on and just get a bit more of a, a race feel to it was it twisty like you've got a fair few yeah, road turns through it but um but no it, it felt pretty good yeah because it's in like your your k splits going by strava there are all pretty um pretty on point when you think you're doing two minutes at effort and one minute float yeah to be doing like three 16s 320s mid 20s low 20s in there that's uh it means you you you're pushing hard on those twos but you've you've got that you got it there is what i'm getting at like the speed yeah, is and, there and with the wind I, I think i i did have a slight tail for probably the first probably eight reps i'd say so and when you're doing two minutes, by the time you start slowing down in the one minute, it's nearly yeah. time to go again. So a couple of those early recoveries were 
probably 340 to 350 sort of K pace. So I wasn't really slowing down. Whereas in the back end, pushed into the headwind, everything just dropped that a little bit more. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that pace overall. That's I'll take that. That's race pace for even though I've got what, 20 minutes of easy running in there. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that um, should give you heaps of confidence because like so far you've had to train on so many hills and, and like it shows, um, you know, there's so much benefit on those hills, but it's quite hidden. Um, where so that yeah. that just gives you a bit of proof that the fitness is there. Um, yeah, so it should should give you a lot of confidence. And that's the thing I was saying to Apples today that one thing that I I will be working on the next few weeks is I'm fit, but I'm just not. I'm out of shape as well, um, which I'm sure a few people are because of lockdown and. I'm still, I'm still probably about four or five kilos over race weight. So I've got a bit of work to do, which will unlock a hell of a lot of speed. So, and I know Apples is the same. (laughs) (laughs) Still got my winter coat. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold in the hills. What is the plan next week then? Um, Originally I was going to push on for another hard week, but I decided a few days ago to do the double today. And it was going to be my last big day. So I'm going to have a couple of shorter ses- uh, sessions during the week. Um, Apple suggested, say, two by 15 minutes as one. So just, to, again, to get that leg turnover, but more of a threshold sort of uh, time frame. So, so yeah, the, the Ks will be probably, I'd say, a little bit less, but I'm, I'm more likely to run every day this week and and yeah start cutting back the long run long run will be maybe 35k on sunday and yeah go from there are you uh planning to get on the track at all jd um again we, we spoke about a lot of things today apples and i um i wasn't planning on I, I was taking the chance of not going on the track as much and seeing how that goes to race day um, it could backfire or it could work in my favour. I'm, I'm not sure yet, but because um, the track work I have done has been on the grass track and it's just a bit rough of a surface. So I'm trying to avoid going into race day with some niggles. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll think about it. Why don't you drive to a rubber track? I could. It's So I'd have to go down to Berwick or Knox, but... Um, having the rate, the 25k radius lifted helps, so I can possibly do that on the way home from work now. So um, it's definitely a possibility during the week, actually. So that'll be um, it'll be good for like doing the two or three by you know two by 15 or three by 15 or whatever it is. If you like whatever session you do, but if you have to do one on the track to get into that feel of what marathon pace is going to be like, turning left. Um, yeah. given that you've done a lot of straight running the last couple of weeks and gravel running, as you said. So anyway, you do what you do, though. Yeah, we'll, uh... and, and again, last, last time I was on the track was the grass track, so it's hard to gauge your paces again. So Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, on that 25K rule opening up, it gives us a chance to do a group session. Um, we should oh, no. try to organise yes. something. Next week. Yeah. And... Yeah, like next Saturday or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Sunday maybe, yeah. Sunday, Saturday. 
What was that, Dion? Yeah, I'm happy to do a session, like go on a Sunday or something. But um, yeah, I can't do the Saturdays at the moment. I'm still working. Ah, uh, yeah. Sunday it is. Secret Saturday training it is. <laughs> How was your week, Dion? Um, Dion, how was your week? Um, oh, yeah, it was a, another solid week, just banging out the Ks again. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I pulled up pretty well from my um, Monday run last week, so uh, from my Sunday run. So Monday I just um, went out in the morning and I just did a um, – it was going to be an hour kind of and a half and then I would normally do a double in the afternoon, but because I had such a um, busy day at working from home and um, massaging in the afternoon, I um I just kind of did my morning run and PM run in the um, as one run. So I just did um, twenty two point no twenty four point I guess one k's um, hour forty five, and yeah, it was just just around the local kind of like. Elstermeet kind of way up along to St Kilda um, and I sort of just kind of just built and kind of progressed a few sections in there. Um, I think I ran a, oh, I ran a section with um, Sean Helmet as well so I was kind of um, cruising along doing uh, I was probably doing like kind of four in the teams and then um, there was a good opportunity to like catch up and chat with Sean because uh yeah, good to kind of just hold back a little bit as well. Um, so, yeah, that was Monday, 24K in the morning, and then just worked pretty much the rest of the day. Um, and then Tuesday was Cup Day, um, and I actually, we actually, with the Evolve Run Club, we've started up group sessions from Caulfield Park. Uh, we're doing a 6am and a 7am session. They're the same session, but just spreading out the numbers for COVID kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so it was a um, nice opportunity that we, because um, it was Cup Day as well in Melbourne, um, even though no one could go to the race. And so, yeah, it just um, we had people come to the 6am group and the 7am group, and I just jogged around with a few of the people in either session. Um, so I did kind of like six and a half K um, in the 6am group, which for me to wake up at a time before 6am is unusual. So um, that's going to be interesting for the next, you know, for the rest of my life doing Tuesday, <laughs> Thursdays. Um, but yeah, that was good. I, I was really happy to be there. It was, um, it was just awesome just to have people turn out. I was not sure if people would come, but it was really good. Um, you know, we did drills and strides and then did the session. And then the 7am, I just, I did 8K and just jumped in and out of what other people were doing for their sessions, which was really cool. Um, and then, so yeah, that was 8K at kind of like 4.54s, so um, kind of just nice, gentle pace. And then I would, then from there I went to work. I worked in the clinic pretty much all day. I, I probably finished at about 4.30 or something like that. So it was all kind of a, a long day when I started at six and yeah, like the beach was absolutely packed as well. So driving to and from uh, Sandringham, 
was pretty busy and I ended up doing my afternoon run about 5.30, just around home as well, Elstonwick Park and Elwood Canal. And yeah, just tried to, I tried to go along anywhere but the beach. I did three Ks along the beach, but there would have been tens of thousands of people. Um, yeah, a lot of people sporting a solid sunburn as well. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of otherwise cruising around. It felt pretty good. Maybe it's the weather. I, I kind of run a bit better if the sun's out. I'm not sure if that's a, a thing for other people, but for, yeah, for me, whenever the sun's out, I, I guess I, I run a bit better um, for my easy runs anyway. Maybe it's just that there's people out and about and I just want to just run faster in front of people. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that was 16.2K at 4.16s um, on Tuesday afternoon. And then, yeah, Wednesday was a, again, it was a pretty crappy morning. It was pretty humid and pretty, it was like not cold, but yeah, it was an interesting morning. So it was a bit hard to get out. Um, and I was working in the afternoon, so I knew I wouldn't run in the afternoon. So, cause I only had the one run, it was hard to get out for the initial one. And, I, and anyway, my, um, session, uh, ended up running, um, 32 K and I kind of started at like 20 past 12 and what was the session? It was, um, oh, I did three by five Ks and then just, um, did like a 10 K warm up. And then did some drills and strides and then just kind of sat somewhere around marathon kind of effort. Um, so a little bit quicker than um, 50k pace. And then I, I guess I ran uh, 16.52, 16.36 and 16.30. So kind of 3.22, 3.19, 3.18. And then the k float in between was kind of like 3.50s. Uh, but yeah, I've finished that and I was pretty knackered and um, I got home at like 2.30 and I started work at 3 o'clock in Sandringham so pretty much had a milo and then was like shower and was in the car so it was a it was a tiring afternoon um, and, I, and I didn't finish until about kind of like 9, 9.30 so okay did uh, you um sorry mate did you get a chance to fuel in within like that hour hour and a half after that big big run or were you um, having to work through no i someone someone uh, jackie actually made some cookies and someone else made some as well so there was some cookies out in the back um <laughs> at work so i managed to grab a few cookies and i had a banana on the way to work and a couple of music bars um so oh. i did i did, did fuel on the way to work but i didn't like because i didn't have lunch I expected that um I would get home a bit sooner but um anyway it turned out fine and um I ate plenty I guess like snacks like muesli bars and fruit and stuff while I was um waiting for people to like you know say someone come out of the change room or the clinic room and get change and I would just walk out and you know I would bite on something yeah so it, it was fine in the end but um yeah and then so yeah, got home pretty late and yeah then thursday morning did the the 6 a.m group run again um which was um it was a bit cruisy on thursday morning um 
didn't have as many people as Cup Day, but um, I think that'll be something that just kind of, you know, fluctuates up and down a bit. Um, but yeah, I just ran around five and a half k at like five twenties. My pace. So not crazy. So that was, <laughs> yeah. like, it was like pretty much run walking. So um, we ran for two minutes, walked for one minute, kind of thing, and then I just jogged a little bit at the end. And yeah, then seven a.m. just did seven point seven k at five elevens. So yeah, just all around Caulfield Park. So it's pretty flat, mostly gravel. And yeah, and then from then I just got home and went. Um, then I went to work in the kitchen in Knox. And yeah, when I got there, JD sent us a message and was wondering if I'd be keen to run after I finished, which was actually my last day in the kitchen. So, um, you know, probably had a bit more adrenaline and I was like, yeah, happy to kind of just do any run. And, you know, and I think I've mentioned in the last few weeks, I've been pretty sore and pretty tired in the legs after finishing on Thursdays and it gets me a while to kind of get going. But um, yeah, something about it was, um, you know, ended up, joining JD and we just kind of just started at a decent pace and we just kind of held on and it was mainly flat and kind of bitumen so it was all kind of good going there and yeah so 22.3 k's I got 4.14 so you know we ran the same pace so John's got uh, a few seconds on me there Um, but yeah so that was what was that like a 37 39k day it was yeah high 30s um so yeah friday morning i um was going to do 16k and then just leave it at that for the day but it was pretty crap weather and i was a bit uninspired so i ended up doing 10ks and then thinking i would um do the rest of the run after i finished work but yeah by the time i finished work I think I finished at like six or something on Friday and it was just raining and I just thought, you know what, I'll just, I just won't run. So I just only ran 10Ks on Friday morning and that was 4.33s. So yeah, a good rest day uh, after what was a pretty solid week up until, up until then. And then Saturday, yeah, yesterday was Saturday morning and it was a little bit breezy and so I just did um, another cruisy kind of uh, 16K, 16.2. I ran around the Botanical Gardens at St Kilda. So just avoiding the wind at the beach because it was pretty rough um, and cold. So, um, yeah, got that done. And, yeah, started work at like 9 or something on Saturday and then... Yeah, I didn't finish until a bit after six o'clock and then got home and we, Jack and I, we pretty much had dinner um, not long after because uh, I didn't get inside until nearly seven. So we just had dinner and I really wanted to get get my double in. So I went out for a half an hour at um, 10 to nine at night and yeah, there was a lot of people out and about on the beach. Um, lots of lots and lots of you know kind of young teenagers or like early 20 year olds just walking like big groups just partying um, so that was 
pretty interesting. Um, and it was well lit up at the beach as well. So yeah, I got to see a lot of live, um, a, a lot of life going on around there. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good. And then yeah, this morning or well, Sunday, I um, ran. We have a group run at Elwood Pier Sunday mornings as well at seven o'clock. So I just ran a K down there from home. And then, yeah, so I had a couple of people show up, which was nice. And so my plan was to do whatever the distance was that the guys were coming and doing, um, which ended up being pretty much 30K. And then, and then from there, I would do roughly the last hour. It's pretty much the same session that John did, um, the, you know, the Kenyan fartlek, as he calls it, um, the two minutes on, one minute off. I had a bunch of people do it on Thursday, so I just did my second session on in the long run to try and get a bit more of that race day fatigue into the legs. And so my pace was not quite as as fast as what John was doing, but it was um, still kind of a solid effort. I, I was working pretty hard at the end, and um, I had... Um, you know, tried to do a little bit of fueling. I just had a couple of gels, the hammer gels with me. And yeah, so I ended up running um, 34K and then I started the session. So I got 16K in that last one hour and pretty much got bang on 50Ks in three hours, 26. Uh, average 408s and uh, I reckon for the last for that particular part of the session was somewhere around 331, 332 average per K, including the on and off kind of stuff. So yeah, and then I, from there, just got home and just, we were just, um, Jack and I, we went out actually to the, a, a restaurant for the first time uh, in a long time. And we just went to a local place in Elston um, called Bang Bang and we just had some good food and had a few drinks and yeah so I was pretty content with the week and it was 211k so it's the same as last week so yeah body feels good could have run this afternoon but decided just to stay on the beers <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, massive like day it. today that, that that's a really good session like yeah so specific mm. you're not human <laughs> and one last thing as well, I also had a bit of a beard trim. Oh, yeah, I wonder what was different about you tonight. I thought it was that he's smiling more. <laughs> that you can see his teeth now through his beard. Yeah, mate, that is... How are you feeling now? Fine, oh, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably have some tight quads tomorrow, but... Yeah. Um, like at the moment, uh, I think I feel totally fine. So, but I'll take it easy, um, <clears throat> and I'll do my sessions kind of Wednesday, Friday, and then just do the sessions with the guys and on the Tuesday, Thursday, and just drop around. Yeah. Is that all? On and concrete? yeah, taper the long run from this Sunday coming as well. Is that all on concrete, Dion? No, mainly mainly gravel. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. But I've, I've been doing kind of 90% of my runs on the concrete for years anyway, so, um, yeah. Because, yeah, I know I struggled a bit with, say, our run on Thursday and then the session Friday I did, because I'm just not used to being on footpaths again and bike paths. 
yep. a bit of a shock to the system. Was that a um, Bandock title today uh, for the long run? Did my time, so did Donald? No, I made that up. <laughs> it's gone all political on this podcast. <laughs> I, did, I did my time as in I did my 50K, I did my long run, um, you know, kind of ready to taper sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then, you know, obviously waking up to the news of Trump, you know, losing the election, I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, I think I thought of it with like you know in the last K. I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll just I'll just write that up. Yeah, that's good. You've got those bit of Saturday night no fever, and JD's hitting the uh, Beatles this week. Um, Dane, what are you going to be putting into your titles? <laughs> <laughs> My titles are boring compared to um, compared to you guys. Yeah, yours are just morning run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice apples. It was an exciting run. You called it morning run. <laughs> Not, no, no mighty ducks or duck attack or <laughs> no i got i don't have I, I do have time i just my care factor for putting in a title is below zero so <laughs> I, I look when when the session's on or something like that but yeah no nah, for me today it was just go 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 so i might just change it right now as we speak <laughs> dion, dion dion you're ready you're ready yeah a good yeah, taper the, the fact that i've done the 50k and like i don't feel like i was pretty beaten up by the end of it like when i stopped i was like i just want to sit down but like now like i just feel like i could you know just go do my monday run you know at nine whatever at night tonight so like, i feel pretty um, well recovered i think it's just the case like coming out of that um initial lockdown of the one hour just did a lot of speed work so coming out of it i've been able to do more k's knowing that i've already got the speed yeah yeah and you're, you're in a great position with three weeks to go yeah touchwood feeling good um hopefully no more shin stuff popping up but um yeah i'm excited for whatever happens on the day and yeah, your total you... your total time today is that you time the time you're aiming for on race day 326 oh. <laughs> he's, he's aiming for um, the record that time it was uh three hours 30 <laughs> <laughs> uh loco are you what's your um you don't have to give all the details but what's your taper gonna look like uh it'll be pretty it's, it's not an aggressive taper. So 195Ks? <laughs> it's a zero. Next week. Yeah, next week will still be pretty high. It'll still be uh, high I'll next just, week, yeah. I'll just drop the Sunday run, you know, to like kind of like 30-odd, you know, low 30s. And then the week before will be pre- pretty kind of like 150 kind of thing, 160 two weeks before. And then the week of will be pretty pretty crazy um, i'll probably run like an hour or so on the thursday 10k on the friday on the saturday or 10k on the friday and 5k on the saturday yeah that's no, i'm excited excited to see how this all unfolds how about you dano yeah oh i had a i had a bit of a different week i sort of aimed just for a 10k time trial um so the last three weeks I've um, felt like I've done a lot of volume for me and, and a lot of lot of um, long runs and 
just felt like I needed to focus on a bit of speed and so yeah that was the aim for this week and I just thought it's it was a, a nice nice way to make sure that I wasn't overdoing it and, and to recover a little bit so um, pretty much this week I, I still covered about 145 k's for the week and I did a 10k time trial yesterday um, 39k long run today still three doubles three light gym sessions um, but yeah, I'll start, start off on Monday. I just did a really easy, easy 70 minute run where the whole aim was just to go slow and loosen up and recover because this, the day before that was that, um, that session that I did that my dad had recommended where I went strong for an hour, easy hour, and then strong for another hour. So covering 47 Ks in, um, in the three hours. Um, so Essentially, like I, I sort of felt like I was, yeah, well, I'd run a two hour 40 marathon the day before. So I was like, okay, make sure I treat this week as, as a bit of a recovery week. Uh, so I, I felt better as I ran on Monday and I just ran along Cool Stores, um, the local sort of rail trail in Mount Eliza, and then did a bit of a walk with Jess, um, my wife, and, and Remy, our dog, after it. And then Tuesday, I ended up actually um, going to Ballon Park because um, I coach a squad of um, boys um, down this way uh, called the Run Culture Hours, and they, they were all doing the 10K time troll as well. So um, I went to Ballon Park and actually did the session with them, and it was just a sharpener kind of session where we did a 20-minute warm-up and warm-down, four 400s and a 2K. Um, the four, 400s were at 3K, 5K pace, the 2K was at 10K pace, and then we did that for two sets, um, all with uh, a minute in between the repetitions and then about two or three minutes between the sets. And that was um, really interesting to do two days after, you know, I don't know, almost a marathon effort. Um, and so I started the session with the whole idea of like, if it was too much, I won't do it. Um, but it was funny, as I, as I did it, I just felt better and better and uh, actually felt really easy. Um, and yeah, I was, I, was, um, I was wrapped with how the session felt aerobically. Um, but from a leg point of view, I, I did feel a little bit stiff. Um, yeah, just generally throughout my whole legs. Um, yeah, warmed down with the guys and then in the afternoon ran a really slow Arvo run uh, with my dog just around the local Frankston Reservoir uh, at 5.18 per K. Um, and yeah, just enjoyed going nice and slow. Wednesday went pretty slow again, 90 minutes um, just at 5.12 per K, um, just around Langwarren, um, uh, Flora and Fauna Reserve and, and covered 17 Ks and, and probably, yeah, Felt, felt a little bit tired on this one, and, and I guess that would have been a result of doing the day before, um, but I was expecting that. And then um, Thursday, I went to Ballon Park with the guys I coach again, and, uh, oh, sorry, no, that was at Frankston, um, the, the local Frankston High School track. Um, so just ran, ran there and did eight 200s, um, so another sort of sharpener session for the weekend. In the afternoon, jogged 35 minutes with Remy, the dog again, and nice and slow. Friday, another easy run, so nothing really interesting to report there. 5.21s, 
for 60 minutes. Um, and then Saturday, uh, it was actually um, Jess's birthday. So, um, <laughs> like, when I scheduled this time trial <laughs> about a month ago, um, I sort of just um, said to the guys that I coach, oh, okay, we'll do a 10K time trial to keep you interested in about a month's time. And uh, ended up scheduling it on Jess's birthday. So <laughs> um, I had to, on Thursday, I had to sort of, uh, yeah, make sure that I get, like I, I got in the good books uh, with Jess and um, sort of prepared a few presents um, Saturday morning before I went out the door. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and then Jess came with me and with Remy and, and went for a walk while we did our 10K time trial. Ended up going really well. Um, we ended up having 10 guys there and four of them paced. Um, so actually had Ben Griffith um, uh, on the Facebook live stream and, and Joel commentating a little bit, filling in the, the, the gaps because it was pretty, uh, there was a lot of gaps to fill in for 32 minutes of running. Uh, had Callum Damien's uh, best friend um, on on photography duties and uh then yeah ethan and bevan and and the two lockies lockie eno and uh lockie watson uh pacing and it was just like a real it was just so good to have everyone together again after the last six months and um i was really impressed with um the team feel um that and and just the the atmosphere and uh, it was so fun to be a part of and it ended up being uh, really cool to organize that as a training or like mm. just a squad um, and uh, ended up going through 5k at 1614 or 16:11. so we we're a little bit off pace because Jess uh, Dunsmore uh, Pete uh, John's brother uh, and myself we, we all wanted to break 32 minutes uh, for the 10k so we we're a little bit off pace at halfway and uh, so then yeah, I sort of got going a little bit and tried to pick up the pace. And um, and then we were fortunate that we had a few guys jumping in and out, helping us uh, around Ballon Park into the wind. And um, yeah, ended up, uh, Damien Clark ended up doing a PB, uh, a massive PB, uh, about a 20 second PB for 5K. He, he ran 16, 14, um, and he's come a long way in the last two years. So yeah, I was absolutely stoked for him and, and then Pete uh, Dutton and Jess Dunsmore ended up running just over 32 minutes, but both running PBs. And I just nipped under 32 minutes, um, 31.56 or 57. Um, uh, so yeah, came home a little bit the last 5K um, and yeah, got the last, I had to do a 3.02 last K to try to nip under 32. Um, so that was good fun doing a 10K hit out and um, and uh, yeah, practicing turning off um, and trying not to count the laps. Um, uh, yeah, and then the um, yeah, rest of the day, I um, yeah, Jess and I, we ended up just uh, doing a little bit of um, stuff around home. Um, and then we ended up going for Jess's birthday um, to a restaurant um, down in Balnaring. And I organized this a few weeks ago, and oh, about a week ago and booked it in and and I didn't know this, but when I was driving down and I looked at the GPS, it was actually at the end of Stumpy Gully Road. Um, so the road that I bang on about every week for the last month, 
Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I, you just happened to plan it <laughs> by coincidence. Yeah, um, Jess is like, oh my god, you want me to know where you're running? Oh <laughs> yeah, so that was um, tragic. And, 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 <laughs> and you ran home. <laughs> But I, I did, yeah, so it was, I drove home on Stumpy Gully Road after. <laughs> um, did you talk Jess through every second of it? Um, but no, it was a really, really awesome, awesome to go out for dinner actually after, you know, so long. And, and it's actually a really good restaurant. Um, it was a Italian restaurant down that way. Um, uh, oh, I've forgotten what it was called actually, but. Um, yeah, it was a, a wine bar as well. Um, yeah, so no, that was that was a really good night, and uh, um, Jess um, was actually um, impressed. So <laughs> then we uh, Sunday, I ended up just doing a time on the feet kind of run, covered three hours. Where'd you uh, run today, Dan? Stumpy Gully Road again, just up and back, <laughs> and. Uh, there's no corners today. No, there was actually no corners today. <laughs> Uh, and uh, started at seven o'clock in the morning, um, and then met up with uh, Pete um, again, um, uh, John's brother, and Jess uh, Dunsmore. And yeah, they did um, about an hour forty in the middle of my run. Uh, and then yeah, it was nothing special. It wasn't super quick. Four thirty sevens, thirty nine k's for the three hours. Um, but it was just good to get you know another three hour run. I mean, that's how long, hopefully, or hopefully we run shorter than that on the day, but it's just good to get a bit more exposure to that distance. And, and then uh, next week I've got one more hard week and then a taper. Um, and I'm probably going to sort of copy sort of a taper that I did for Berlin, um, a few years ago and, and, and Adelaide last year, um, where they seem to be my best marathons I've ever done. So it makes sense to just copy those tapers and, um, and then next, next week I've got a couple of sessions organized or do, um, either 5k or eight, eight K reps, uh, I think next Saturday and, and then maybe some alternations, um, something similar to, to what Johnny and, 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 and Dion did this week with the Kenyan fartleks, um, or maybe some sort of K, K on, K off or mile on, mile off, uh, for a little bit on the Wednesday. Um, and then, then I'm pretty much done. Like, um, I'm ready to go, um. So yeah, that was the week. Yeah. yeah, very nice. You're hitting um you're hitting your straps as well, which is fantastic. You know, you got that four hundred and two K session two days that was it two days after? Yeah, it was two yeah. days, two days and then yeah. the ten K was six days after. So Yeah, and you're hitting seventies and sub seventies and then um sub sub three tens in the two like you your pace is there, everything's Oh, it's going to be a showdown. <laughs> I'm excited. Like, I think it's um, it's going to be good fun. I reckon we're like, like we've got some real, real, real chance to do the record. Like, I reckon we've got to believe that we can do it. And yeah, and look, you take into account your run last Sunday too. Essentially, you've done four sessions in eight days. Yeah, yeah. I guess like. I would count like the little sessions I did midweek as like little sort of I don't know like strides almost. Um, and it's very different to doing yeah, like an hour session volume. Um, you know, it's hard to hit the pace, but yeah, 
Yeah, no, it was good. And um, it was good to do the 10K as a confidence builder as well because I kind of didn't really know where... It gave a good indication of where my fitness was at. It's something that I've done a lot of 10Ks. So um, it was good to break 32 for me because it's normally a good indicator. If I can break 32, things are going okay. So... Um, and the kick down was good too. Yeah, yeah, it was... It was fun. Um, like, yeah, it was fun. What, what was like three... 20 kind of pace and get down to what 302 like um yeah it's a solid kind of improvement yeah that um that last lap dane did your brother ned teach you how to do that <laughs> yeah the kick finish <laughs> yeah i don't know i've always had a bit of white line fever i think i struggle in the middle of races but if i can see the tape um yeah if the tape looks close enough you can can uh, sprint for it. Look like you burnt them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was it was it was good. Like the, um, Jess and Pete did so well, and I've really loved coaching those guys, um, the whole group actually. And I was really stoked with just the 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 feeling of team and um, how they were all just there. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a really good day, and I, I think there's I think yeah. I hope a lot of groups are experiencing that now, you know, just everyone's able to, yeah, come together a little bit and, and experience a few few days like that again rather than just all the solo running we've had to do. Yeah, great. Yeah. The shared shared success as well. Like people are all having a little part in, in other people's successes and um, definitely brings the mood up and brings people that little bit closer. And we've come out of lockdown, so, you know, every little win is is huge even though yeah, it's, a t it's just a time trial like it doesn't technically count for anything except for your own personal ambitions and um and they're just as powerful as any kind of race performance as well so how did you find uh the 25 laps yeah well um on my strava i've got um this really close family friend david parker who or he comments on every run i do um he just loves strava <laughs> and um I think John saw this. He's like only a hundred laps to go, and um, like that, that, that was like a, that was a bit of a realization, I guess. Um, but yeah, the twenty-five laps. I think with all the long stuff that I've been doing, actually didn't feel that far. Um, it, it's amazing. Sort of what you said about the four-hour ride you did this week, apples. Um, and I think Dion said it um, in terms of like. The mileage that he covers um, now and how it's just grown over time and then now that feels normal to him it's it's funny how um, your perception of of what's big and what's small changes um, quite quickly actually um, so yeah that, that actually felt it felt short and I think the fact that we had pacemakers for for the bulk majority of the race that so you're able to turn off and and I, and I think, you know how last week I said, oh, I'm a bit worried about, you know, having to count the laps and that's going to make it feel quite repetitive and, and long out there on the day when we do this 50K. The race situation, like Dion said last week, that made it different. It, it kind of, um, you were able to, uh, I don't know, it was, it was different compared to training by yourself. Um, the laps just flew by and there's always something to think about or, or to, to, to take up a bit more of the time. Um, so I, I, the young fellas that I ran with, that like that was, 
like I knew they were going to find it far because for them, that's massive, like as a huge race for them. And, and, uh, I, I worded them up during the week, like, look, you're going to have to try to not focus on the laps too much, um, early on and, and just enjoy having a pacemaker and, and don't look at the clock and, and just try to zone off. And, uh, so for them, they found it really far, but it's funny how, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't seem that far. Like the last three K I was certainly counting the laps and going, Oh, come on, like hurry up. I just want to get to the finish. Um, but compared to, compared to what it has felt like sometimes some of those, some of those 10 K races on the track, they can be so draining. Yes. Yeah, if, if you get in, as we know, if you get in that train of runners, you can just switch off and the laps do tick by. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that was, it was good. Like, cause I think that's what we're going to have to try to, um, uh, yeah, do on the day. Just try to, um, yeah, almost. You guys, be, you guys will probably be a little bit surprised at like having, you know, not, not having like moves to cover, but like just having to think about things like your fueling and, you know, seeing that there's other people and like seeing that where they're running similar paces, like, you know, the laps will, you know, you'll look at the laps at the very start and you'll be like, far out, like, that's a lot. But when like, during every lap, there's like, oh, I've got to get, I've got to get my gel in like, you know, a couple of laps or, you know, there's, oh, I want that sponge or there's, you know, there's a new goal every lap. Um, and I think that you can really tick them off um, kind of without realizing how many laps that you've done. And then just, you know, you've gone, oh, far out, like, I've just done like 30 laps and you know, you're like, Oh, well, you know, I only got to do this three or five more times or, um, you know, not even, and then you just get to the, get to the end and you're just like, Oh, okay. Well it's going to, at the end when you're like tired, that's when it's going to be challenging. And you know, the first few laps, um, if you're like able to come up with a goal every lap, you know, you guys would be kind of fine. Did anyone else notice uh, Loco put in a little um, quote unquote, you'll have to like cover my moves? Did you hear that too? That's what I heard. Uh, I'll tell you, tell you what, I'm not going to like be doing too many surges. I'm going to be like, <laughs> it's all right. I, I've trained for your surges. I'm going to be holding three or five the whole time. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Well, hopefully we have Liam at Liam um, helping us till 30 and, um, and then, um, yeah, well, apples to 45. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around. You're signing Liam up for the 50 Ks and yeah. uh, I've, I spoke to apples about this this morning. So the plan is that Liam's going to go to five laps to go and then he's going to surge clear and I'm just going to go with him and he's going to pull over with 50 meters to go. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Liam will want to go to that far. <laughs> That'll cook him. He's like, I, I only signed up for 10K. Yeah. Guys, so I don't know what you're talking about. We'll give you Maccas halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> or chocolate. Both. Beauty, guys. Um, yeah, anything else that we haven't covered? Because um, I think that's a really good recap this week. Yeah, well, I've got one for you. Before yep. you go loco, um, out of out of ten, how are you guys feeling? Um, I guess mentally, go mentally out of ten and physically out of ten. JD, 
Um, well, a couple of weeks ago would have been different, but I'd say mentally, I'd say maybe seven and a half. And physically right now, I feel a nine. Nice. Locate. So is this like about just the race? Uh, no, just how you feel. Like how are you right now? Like you're sitting here for the last couple of hours and you're just like, where are you at physically and mentally? Um, and how, how do you feel you're at, I guess? Mentally, I feel kind of like race-wise, I feel 10. And like, obviously, I just try and just balance with work and not like burying myself with late nights and early mornings. Um, so I've got to make sure that where I need to, you know, cut runs where I, where I feel more fatigued or things like that. But yeah, physically, you know, um, you know, probably like I would say an eight um, with with the, with the mileage, and you know, I don't have any real niggles or anything. But I know that once I freshen up, I will, you know, kind of be like kind of my easy runs will get like a bit more toey. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not there yet, but with the taper, I reckon um, I will time it well enough, and I would like to say. At that time, I'll be a 10, but now I'm probably an 8. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love it. I can see it in your smile, mate. <laughs> I'd probably, um, I don't know, it's a really tough question. Like, I, I I think, like, I'm pretty happy with my preparation. Like, so the fact that I'm happy with my preparation, I just want to make sure that I get this taper right so that I'm fresh on the day um, and I can use all the fitness. Um uh, mentally, I think I've come um, a long way, but I've never done a 50k on the track. Um, and then, in terms of like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's so, so many things that we need to still go well for us um, up until now and then, and on the day. Um, so you're never like 100% sure. Um, but if everything, every, everything that I can control, like I feel like I'm trying to cover every base and 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 make it. Um, yeah, so like in terms of like everything that I can do, um, feel like I'm pretty prepared, um, uh, both physically and mentally. So, uh, I don't know, eight out of 10, eight out of 10, because it can never be a hundred percent, uh, because I've never done the event. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's pretty exciting. I just want us to believe that we can do it. Like I want us to all like to start on the start line and go, okay, we're going to do this. Um, and if we can like stand on the start line and we're all thinking that, yeah, we're going to do it. Like, and even if we don't do it, like to me, that's a success. So like we've given ourselves every chance. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a success to me. Like, cause then we've like just given it the best possible chance. So then we've got no regrets. Um, and then we look back on this day and we're like, Oh, whether we did it or not, like it was a pretty cool day and we gave it a crack and, and, and that was the best we could have done. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the only record either. We have to think about that. There are more than one time to chase on the day. Plus we want to go under three hours too. So there's always something to play for out there. So yep. it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to, See if um, if any of the listeners like had anything that they'd want to ask us about. I guess taper for you know um, for next week's show, or if there's um, anything of like 
you know, race week sessions or, you know, or any other questions that they kind of have. Um, oh, Dion. You know, they might. So we did actually get a listener question. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was actually from um, Beck Black, uh, one of your athletes you coach. Uh, she yeah. was really interested in uh, whether we, or, or you particularly, Dion, uh, whether you, what you do for diet, um, uh, do you do anything special, or uh, do you just eat whatever you want? Uh, and um yeah i suppose she was asking us all of that like all of us that question um like how particular are we with what we eat mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not probably the best but uh dane and apples when we did um uh, canberra you know like what do we have subway the day before and whatnot and coke and yeah. apples when we did um Tokyo, like we went out for dinner the night before and had like some Japanese rice thing that we didn't really, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, uh, there was a lot, of the, a lot of that. A lot of that. We had a hot soup sort of thing. <laughs> um, and there's a and photo then, of you and uh, Johnny just this week on Strava in front of KFC. Yeah, we stopped in for a bite the week before. <laughs> we, we just thought some cheap pub whiskey might get us a KFC deal. <laughs> oh, that's gold. I would um, I'll, uh, apples. You you go like it. All right, I'll go. Um, I think for me, it's uh, yeah, it's just getting the the right balance of um of carbs, fats. Just predominantly eating healthy, eating a variety of foods. Um, but I know for a fact that I snack too much. Um, and during COVID, I probably snacked too much after dinner. So I've just been cutting that back. Um, and look, it's, for me, it's all in, all in balance and all in um, moderation. Uh, and now that I've got a goal and I'm feeling good, like things are just going to, I'm going to cut back on the snacks, cut back on some beers. And um, it's really mo like races and events like that, they really do pull your motivation in and get everything ready for you, like mentally. So um, if anyone's out there like wondering, geez, how do I try and get on top of what I'm eating or things like that, like set yourself a, a goal or sign up for something because that alone for me is, is like a huge, a huge factor. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so individual. Like, um, mm. for example, like for me, like, cause I'm running so much and all of us are running so much. Like I remember my mum when I was growing up saying, Dan, you just got to eat whatever you can. Like just keep eating and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, it's calories. And um, and I've always just remembered that. So I, I just eat whatever. Um, and for me, that's good because it means that I've always um, got energy. Um, but, you know, there's going to be other people out there that that's not the case and they're they're not running as much and, and maybe they have to be a bit more mindful of, of, yeah. So it's, 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 in, it's an interesting question. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if you got, you guys got anything else to add Dion or Johnny. Oh yeah. Just echo what you guys said, but like tonight, what have I, this podcast recording, I've gone chocolate milk and chocolate. So it's not a bad start for a 54 K day. The problem is, um, Steve Monaghetti once said to me, if you run 20k a day, you can eat whatever you want. 
Yeah. And that's stuck with me and it's completely ruined me ever since. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's why runners I run. Find it, I find once, exactly. I start, once I start snacking too much and the diet just slips off a bit as the training's gone up because you feel like sometimes you just need to get calories in, like Dane said, that's when I tend to get run down and sick and you had that lack of sleep and there's all these variables then that come into play that sort of just put you back a little bit. So, yeah, everything in moderation and I've got to cut out the snacks too. No. <laughs> the one thing I, I want to add is is pre, pre-session or pre-run foods and that's where I'm very specific with that. And, um, like, before any session in the morning, it's always, you know, a dry – well, I want to stay dry. There's no butter on it, but it's toast with jam or toast with like lemon curd or toast with honey. Um, and I have black tea and that's kind of like, that's my go-to for any marathon or big session um, before a, a training session or in the afternoon, I just try and make sure I've had a decent gap between a, a solid meal and, uh, and my training run. So yeah, I've too many times I've, experimented how far I can push my gastric system with with food on board and it's always proved worse <laughs> so, <laughs> not fun for anyone else either that runs did, with you back in the day did you used to have like a milo before races no no I don't think so no I don't think that was me I mean I just used to have a milo any time of the day so <laughs> no it was um the the other thing I think some people there's a difference between feeling hollow and feeling hungry. Does that make sense? Like you can, you, when you're on the verge of like, oh, should I eat something because I'm about to go for a run? Um, probably more times than more times than not, you're better off being hungrier for your run than you are having something to eat and then having that sit in your stomach. Or for those people, I would suggest, you know, banana or a piece of toast. But, um, yeah, key comes down to trial and error, doesn't it? And see what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say, like, in terms of, like, you know, managing, like, what you're eating and stuff, like, obviously speaking to someone that is, like, um, you know, qualified, but, like, just um, not even, like, with the training, but, like, you don't want to be factoring your eating depending on your you know on your your race weight outcome you want to eat you know you want to eat um you know just factoring in your relationship with the food like why are you eating like you know eat sustain fuel for your running then you know eat but like um yeah not just like oh i I need to cut calories because i want to lose weight but that's that's the result you need to set up the process like if i want to i guess lose weight or something you know you exercise more or you set up a goal and then that gets you there it's not it's not oh i'll just eat less of this because that's not the goal that's the process so i think by having a goal will, will kind of get you to your end destination um but that's just like a you know a free tip sort of thing but like for me like in terms of fueling like i just eat kind of everything and anything like carbs like bread um you know i I would have breakfast you know bread for breakfast lunch or dinner 
Um, you know, I would have peanut butter on toast with honey for a session or for a rest or jam. Um, and then for non-session days, I would just have something like eggs on toast or cheese and Vegemite on toast. And then, yeah, for four arrays, I generally just load up. I've kind of started to steer away from pasta um, and go more to because the rice has got no gluten in it with pasta does have gluten in it and that can take a bit more time to digest in the stomach. So yeah, I've been going to a bit more to rice before races mm. and um, more high GI foods, no fiber, no like kind of fruits, no grains, no anything like that. And then just lollies and kind of sugary stuff before races. And, you know, I've generally had a pretty resilient gut, but yeah, I've been able to like put in a lot more um, high GI sugar stuff while not also taking on a huge volume of food. So yeah, um, I can have 500 grams of volley the day before, you know, a day before the race and then the day before that and get heaps of carbohydrates in the system but not have a kilo of pasta or something because it's, yeah, the volume is bigger but I'm getting more calories by having more Condensed <laughs> Of all the times for your audio yeah. to go to shit. <laughs> so it was, I reckon that wicked piece. Yeah, we can sort of piece it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did I you say? Um, what did you say? <laughs> well, simply put, eat half a kilo of lollies each day for two days before a race, and the rice is awesome. Um, and this is all just our own personal advice. It's definitely not backed by uh, <laughs> any uh, any experts at the moment. So, um, oh, but that's yeah. all. That's all. Beck was after just um, yeah. our, our personal what, what what we do and um, and what's worked for us, I guess. Um, so I um just want to say I second the rice. I used to be a bit more heavy on the pasta, but the rice definitely the the key. And the Tokyo trip we did last year was was probably um my best prep and literally i mean um asian cuisine is is awesome with as in, it just does not feel heavy if that's what i mean if you get what i mean there um and with the the root the so the noodles and the the uh the rice and, and the soups that they have it's like you can fuel on that i would love to fuel on that all year if i could but um i'm not that skilled so Dion, when are you moving in? <laughs> oh, if you if if you'll have me, uh, I need some hills. You need some hills, and uh, I need some beautiful food cooked. Thank you. And Dion's Done. finished at the kitchen, haven't you? Like you just mentioned that. Finished my last last day on Thursday. So what yeah. was? There yeah. you go, apples. At that kitchen, that's seven right. Months. Now he's on to my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like that was seven months. So yeah. It was, Definitely. Um, it was it was a nice kind of finish as well. The, the guy Rob, um, the chef there, he was um, really nice and got, sent me on my way with a bottle of wine and some chocolates and yeah. So you know it was kind of bittersweet. You know, like you know they obviously were happy to have me and you know I, I, I like working there, but uh, yeah, it's um, trying to stick to my career and um, so yeah. Now, you know, you can't be everywhere at once. 
All right, boys, let's wrap it up there. Speaking of food, I've got to go have dinner. So, <laughs> you haven't had dinner? No. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, buddy. You I could know. have been eating through this whole. You should edit that out after that question and then you drop that bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, you go and enjoy your dinner and uh, say a happy birthday to Jess for us. Yeah, yeah. I will. Well done, guys. We'll see. Yeah, let's see if we can book something in for next weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. That'll be good to have a group run. Sweet. Sweet, boys. Awesome. Bye. Ciao. Get used to actually running behind each other. (laughs) In the (laughs) file. See ya. See you guys. See you guys. All right, guys. See you.